It's officially summer. It's officially sweltering outside. Let's talk about the hottest hitters in minor league baseball over the last month. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. And I want to cover some of the hottest hitters over the last month. We're going to start off with some of the top prospects in the American League. Uh, Not going to have more than one from every team. Not going to fit every single team in here. There's 30 teams. I've got less than 30 minutes. You see how this works. But... We're going to start off Yankees outfielder Jason Dominguez. Number eight in the system, according to Baseball America. Number three, according to MLB Pipeline. A little bit of question there. Uh, Was seen as one of the best international prospects of all time. No pressure. You know, got comps like Bo Jackson, Mike Trout, Mickey Mantle. No pressure. Um, Was almost impossible for him to live up to that kind of hype. Uh, but um, he's gone back to low A this year. And in the last 30 days, he's hitting 26 games. He's hitting 291, 446, 512, four home runs. And for the season, 259, 361, 435, seven home runs, 13 steals, and 57 games. Um, That's at age 19 in single A, and he's actually number one in the Florida State League in both runs and doubles. And you'll remember that he was a guy that was incredibly fast, uh, was looked at like double plus speed, and then during the pandemic, he lost time. He kind of thickened up a bit as he grew. I I think he came out to around 5'10", 215 or so. And so... There was quite like the speed dropped and there was questions about would he be able to get back to stealing bases? Would he be able to get back to uh, covering extra ground in the outfield? Still had great average exit velos, great maximum exit velos. I think he averaged like 86. His max was like 111. So uh, still did quite a well, you know, quite well as far as hitting the ball. But the thing that concerns me before I say, I think... MLB Pipeline is right versus Baseball America. I think Baseball America's got him right at number eight. He's striking out about 36% of the time. So it's still a little bit too often to to really let the tools shine, to really flash the power uh, and all of that. But doing really well over the last month, 291, 446, 512, four home runs. Um, Just really kind of doing a good job of, of showing some of the power Um, And the good decisions when he's making contact. Another top prospect that's doing well that we're looking at is Colson Montgomery of the White Sox. Number one prospect in their system. Kind of unanimous across everything. And he was a guy that actually had a chance to play uh, basketball at a D1 level. Um, Could have walked on at Indiana. Chose instead to, uh, to focus on baseball. Was a 22nd overall pick. Uh, last 22 games, the last month that he's played in single A, 325, 436, 507. So something where he hasn't really 
focused on baseball full time until the pros. Um, and you know he's he's a guy six four, a little bit taller for a shortstop. So there's questions about how is that going to work. I think defensively he's good enough to stick at shortstop. We haven't seen anything egregiously bad about him uh, playing like on defense so far uh, for the season. Batting 312, 416, 478, four home runs in 42 games. So playing well, I think that he'll be above average defensively, whether he's at um, uh, short or third. I think the power is going to come as he continues to focus on just baseball. Uh, I do think his power is probably 55 to a 60 grade, somewhere in there. But having a great season so far, and really just the last 30 days, Going very, very well. Um, so excited to see that. Sticking in the same um, sticking in the same division, staying in the American League Central, George Valera, the outfielder for the Guardians. So number four prospect in their system. And uh, 2017 IFA was seen as one of the better hitters in there, was the top signee in Cleveland's class, got just under uh, 1.5 million. Uh, missed some time last year with an oblique strain but is seen as like a premium hitter, has both uh, speed, I'm sorry, has, has both contact and power ability. Um, in the last 24 games, 315, 398, 584. Six home runs, uh, and that is at double A. So definitely making the impact as far as, you know, a 584 slugging percentage, showing the power that you expected. The numbers for the entire season, he's got 11 home runs in 58 games. Um, kind of shows like that that raw power is above average. I think it, think it makes sense. Um, probably going to end up as a corner outfielder. Uh, played all three. I think he would be fine defensively in center. He wouldn't be a, a standout, but he would be fine. But it's something he's got average to above average arm strength I'd put him in right versus left the big thing here for George Valera is just stay healthy I mean he's missed I think he played 86 games last year and that was a career high he's just missed so much time that uh, you need him to stay healthy and if he is I think he's a guy in 2023 I can see him in the majors I mean I can see him he moved up late in the year to double a from high a last year I could see something this year, especially if he's healthy, moving up second half of the year to AAA, or very end of the season, giving him you know three weeks in AAA, a month in AAA, see how he adjusts, and then let him compete for the job out of spring training to go straight into the MLB level. Wouldn't be unprecedented to see a guy go from AA to the big leagues, especially with an offseason if he goes to instructs and things like that. Um, back to the East for just a minute. Uh, Curtis Mead, infielder. I'm not going to try to put a position on him because he's played first and second and third and all of that. Uh, was signed with the Phillies. Was traded to the Rays after the 2019 season. Um, but having a, I mean, having a very good year and kind of broke out last year. And they talked about okay, his power is going to come. Well, the power has come. So this month, um. I want to say he's 305, 396, 562 on the season. Slugging percentage this month is over 700. Uh, he's hit 10 home runs on the year. Absolutely having um, having a great time at the plate. Uh, he's, hit, he's hit like six home runs in the last three weeks. It's just absolutely absurd. 
Um, so definitely, I think, a top 100 talent. The question for Curtis Mead is going to be, where does he play? So, um, obviously, offensive player. He's got average, fringe to average range at third. So, um, I don't know if it's going to work there because his arm, while, while okay, isn't as accurate as it needs to be. So, probably going to have to move to first. I could see him at left field, even though he's a little slow. So, a couple options. Not quite sure what will happen. Either way, he's kind of young. He'll, he'll be 21 the entire season. He'll probably stay at double A. But a guy that you can plug him in at first base. You can probably plug him into the outfit if you needed to, especially if you have uh, defensive outfielders next to him like a Josh Lau. So, definitely a guy having a really great um, time right now. And and somebody who needs a little more time to develop, but absolutely can contribute to this uh, to this team. I'd say probably later in 2023, maybe middle to end of 2023. Um, just give him a little bit more time, and we need to figure out defensively what we're going to do with him. And you know what? Let's just let's just stay in the division. Um, Jordan Westberg, shortstop for the Orioles. So number four prospect in the system, and. Um, just a guy that that we've been really, I mean, we've been really, really impressed with. Um, so, got moved up to AAA. Last 30 days, 351, 413, 628. Five home runs. And specifically, in AAA Norfolk. So, he's had like 10 games there. Uh, 405, 444, 810. Nine extra base hits in the last 10 games. So, making the jump to AAA kind of seamlessly. Uh, and that's the thing that he's done I, throughout his career as he's been as he's been promoted, he's risen to the competition level. It feels like he gets better uh, every single time. He started off in a in low A Del Marva last year, went all the way up to double A Bowie. Uh, and then now this. I think he's probably a a a 20 home run guy. And then defensively He's got good enough arm, uh, sorry, good enough range, good enough reactions to play short. And his arm is good enough, I think, to play third. So he's a guy, I mean, obviously Gunnar Henderson's there with him as well. Gunnar Henderson um, is higher rated. Gunnar Henderson is I seen as a kind of the modern, um, the modern bat first guy, but still has is good enough to play short. I think if it came down to the two of these guys, you're probably leaving Henderson at short and moving Westberg to third. And either way, I think it's fine. It'll be exciting to see that left side of the infield when both those guys go from AAA to the bigs in Baltimore. In just a minute, I want to get to the National League and some of their outstanding top prospects before we spend the last segment digging into the deep cuts. Um, the the deep, like the the... Low, lower rated guys that are they're showing out over the last month. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Blue Nile. Uh, whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as the setting style. And then Blue Nile's bench jewelers will handcraft the perfect engagement ring. And each ring is one of a kind. If you just want to buy something pre-made, well, you, know, you're, you, you know you want fine jewelry. 
but you're having trouble choosing what to get. Blue now has jewelry experts on hand. You can you can call them, you can chat with them. They will help you find a memorable gift at every budget. So make your moment sparkle with jewelry from bluenow.com. Locked on MLB listeners get $50 off a purchase of 500 or more. And this podcast exclusive does include engagement rings. So use code locked on. That's code locked on. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that will not give away what's inside. So shop stress free and find your forever piece. Go to bluenile.com today. So looking at some of the, the National League top prospects that have had fanta- just absolutely fantastic, great, great months at the plate. The number one guy I kind of want to bring up is Ellie De La Cruz of the Reds. I know the Reds need something to be happy about. And let me tell you, you can be happy about the performance of Ellie De La Cruz. So signed in 2019, just out of nowhere, $65,000 signing. Went to the DSL in 2019. Did, didn't do alternate site in 2020. Didn't do instructs in 2020. Went to the Complex League in 2021. Absolutely played his way out of there. Um, and they challenged him by giving him a somewhat aggressive assignment this year. But uh, in the last month in high A, he, he struggled a little bit. He hit 254 in April. Um, but last month, 337, 380, 693 is his line. Seven home runs, eight steals. Uh, and it's something where, like, I... He's number four in Baseball America's list. He's number two in MLB Pipeline's list. I think he has the highest ceiling of anybody in this system. I absolutely do. I mean, there's not many players I can remember seeing that you could legitimately give them 370s on the scouting report. But like runner, 70. Arm, 70. Raw power, I think, is a 70. And so. He's been splitting time between short and third. He's 6'5", 195, so there's questions about um, can he stay at short? I think his hands are really good. Again, the arm strength, he's got a freaking cannon. Um, so I think he could stick it short, but the arm can help him in, uh, at third with the speed. He could do. Uh, he, he could play center field if he needed to. Uh, the, the thing, the thing that's, that they're going to ask about is um, can he calm down some of the aggressiveness? Uh, he is incredibly aggressive at the plate. Like the player who believes that every single ball can just get absolutely crushed. And as he faces advanced hitters, that's why I was really curious to see what would happen um, at high A. And I'm really interested to see the probably pending promotion in the next two months or so to double A because that's the biggest jump in the minors. I want to see what he can do when he faces premium spin and premium velo. But as of now, Ellie De La Cruz, 370s on the scouting report, like holy cow, looks amazing. Had a great month. Uh, Feel really good about him continuing some of this. And then uh, catcher Francisco Alvarez of the Mets. Shout out to my buddy Jeremy, big Mets fan. Uh, But he has hit 15 home runs this season. 11 of them have been in the last month. Okay, so in the last month, he's had like 92 at-bats. Um, slugging percentage of 852. Leads all of double A. Home runs, obviously the 11 home runs, leads all of double A. 
OPS of 1276 leads all of AA. And he's like the third youngest player in AA right now. He's 20 years old. His birthday's November. Um, so he was signed in 2018 for $2.7 million. And like they knew he was good. I don't think they realized he was number one prospect in your system good. Like he's he's a really good um, leader behind the plate. Uh, he's getting better defensively. Uh, he threw out about 25% of guys last year. Um, working on some of the fundamentals as far as like throwing mechanics, using the body, body to block more so than the hands. Uh, you know, like has to work out some of the fine-tuned stuff there to be a good catcher, but it's something where he's going to be one of the younger catchers in the majors when he debuts. And it's just because he's so advanced for his age. So very excited for Francisco Alvarez and what he can do. Again, having a great month. Um, To go along with that, another catcher having a great month, Diego Cartaya, 2018, one of the top IFAs in that group, like $2.5 million out of Venezuela. And he's just absolutely destroyed folks ever since. So last 20 games was split between single A and high A. He got promoted. Um, in those, 304, 478, 580, three home runs in 20 games. On the season, batting 279, 422, 564. So his OPS, like for the whole season, not just this hot streak, is almost 1,000. His OPS with this hot streak is almost 1,100. It's insane. 11 home runs on the season in 46 games, like 180 at-bats. But just big, big physical hitter. Um, cannon for an arm. Uh, and really good leader. Like very, like very good at, at the scouting reports. Uh, speaks both English and Spanish, so can communicate really well with all of the pitchers on the staff. Um, and that's one of those things, like, I've mentioned this on the show before, but during the uh, the shutdown, he lived with the AAA manager for the Dodgers in South Carolina, so he learned English. But, like, just very good at managing a staff. Everything I've heard about some of that, some of that intangible stuff has worked out well for Diego Cartaya. And so, really excited to see what he can do. Uh, and just, you know, embarrassment of riches. The uh, The Dodgers already have Will Smith, who's already a great catcher, and don't necessarily have a ton of space for a DH on that squad because you've got a Freddie Freeman and a Max Muncie who's playing with the hurt UCL, but all of that. Anyway, so take all of that. And then you've got Diego Cartaya who's going to come up and, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be a little while, but still, it's just an embarrassment of riches. Um, another guy doing absolutely great in the National League, top prospect, outfielder Jackson Shorio for the, uh, for the Brewers. No one has shot up boards like Shario has this year. Just, I mean, he jumped up. I think uh, I think everybody kind of has him like top five now in the system, like a three or whatever. Um, absolutely highest ceiling in the organization. Um, so right now, he skipped right over the complex league, went straight to single A. Uh, last month, 371, 416, 686 in 26 games. Like 113 plate appearances, six home runs, Four triples, seven doubles. Um, at age eighteen, like he turned eighteen in March, so he's the same age as a high school senior, 
and he's leading all of single A over the last month in extra base hits and total hits and in total bases. It's absolutely absurd. Um, very kind of explosive athlete, good speed, something where um, can absolutely be an average, like an above average defender and center and kind of like a power and speed threat. Again, just absolutely shot up through the system. Doesn't have a ton of track record, but so far hasn't looked bad. I mean, he's it's worked the D, like the DSL, uh, extended spring, straight into low A. Looked really good. Um, not done with the catchers yet. I got another catcher. I want to talk about um, I want to talk about Logan O'Hop. So he's had just an absolutely electric last month. Nine twenty four. OPS, six home runs, almost same number of walks as strikeouts. Uh, well, for the season, his OPS is 954. So that's actually down from where he is on the season. He's got a 275, 387, 545 right now with 14 home runs and five stolen bases. Catcher stole five bases. That's great. Um, I think it's something where he could debut this season. Um, so 2018, 23rd rounder uh, could debut this season. Obviously, you've got JT Real Muto. Uh, your DH spot in Philadelphia is occupied every single day because um, Bryce Harper has the has the torn UCL and can't throw and needs and needs surgery. So I think what's going to happen is he's probably not going to debut unless JT Real Muto gets hurt. But I can see going forward once Harper's healed, I can see them doing something next season or whatever, where Real Muto gets some um, some games at first some games at DH, and some games at catcher. He's already over 30. And so trying to save him a little bit, save his legs, uh, moving him out there a bit. I mean, obviously, you've got Alec Bohm at third. You've got Reese Hopkins at first. You've got to figure all that out. But they can do it. Uh, you got a bunch of guys like Castellanos and Schwarber to DH in the outfield. But they'll find a place to do it. If he keeps hitting the way he is, they'll find a place to put him in. Um, going absolutely great. And in just a minute, I want to get to some of these deep cuts. But first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens. They have a product I use literally every single day. I started taking AG1 because I have a, I have a, a, a dietary uh, thing. I'm celiac. And so I can't eat gluten and I suffer from like, I have issues absorbing nutrients out of my food like a normal human being does. Uh, and so I've been taking a, a bunch of like supplements and vitamins and all of that junk. And instead... Uh, I just take one scoop of AG1. It's 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, and probiotics. Uh, really easy. Wake up first thing in the morning. One scoop of it in like 10 ounces of cold water. Shake it up. Drink it. It's great. It's it's good for any dietary lifestyle. Uh, keto, paleo, vegan, dairy, gluten-free. It's good for all of that stuff. Uh, less than one gram of sugar. And it doesn't have... It doesn't taste like a green drink. That's... That's the biggest thing to me. It doesn't taste like a green drink, and it ends up being cheaper than all of the vitamins and stuff I was having to buy already. So, um, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of their immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, so 
some of the the deep cut guys who I've been really impressed with recently. Um, first one I want to get to is Colin Barber, outfielder for the Astros. So number fifteen prospect in the system. Um, not so you know twenty nineteen fourth rounder out of high school. Not a guy who had a ton of helium. Not a guy who had a ton of attention. Uh, wasn't necessarily being talked about as one of the top prospects um, in the system, but went through, retooled his stance, did a lot of work. And right now, last month, oh yeah, also had a torn labor and missed, missed a ton of time. So they just haven't seen a lot. He played 16 games last year. Um, anyway, retooled his swing, did a bunch of stuff. Last 20 games, 382, 482, 721. Six home runs. So absolutely destroying right now. Um, they're very much making up for the lost time. And I think that like this, they like him in the system. They like the his his work ethic, his demeanor, his personality, they like it a lot. I think he could stick in center. Like he could, I mean, above average speed, average arm. He could stick in center. I think he's probably um seen as like a pretty good right fielder if he moves to right. Doesn't have the elite arm strength that you want ideally from a right fielder, but I do feel really good about what he would do in right. Uh, and so Colin Barber climbing up boards. Uh, again, number 15 prospect in the system. Uh, the next guy, speaking of outfielders, Estery Ruiz for the Padres. Number 13 prospect in the system. Um, and the thing here, a little bit older, um, I think he's 23, 1999, yeah, uh, turned 23 this spring. Uh, he was a 2015 signee. Um, he actually was, was signed by the Royals, uh, won the Arizona League MVP award in 2017, and then got traded in the Trevor Cahill deal um, from Kansas City to San Diego. Then he moved from second base to the outfield, and... Um, was in double A to start the year. I'm going to give you all those stats. So double A to start the year, played 49 games there, 344, 474, 611. It's a good slash line. OPS over 1,000. You'll take that. Got promoted on June 7th to triple A. So he's with the El Paso Chihuahuas. And in his 11 games there, 422, 527, 733. So... Absolutely crushing AAA pitching. Um, his full season line, he leads minor, all the minor league baseball in average, 360. Stolen bases, he's got 48 in 60 games. So the wheels are there. And then 13 home runs on the season. Already a, like a career high for him in a season, and we're not even halfway through. So um, something where... Has some work to do defensively. Arm is probably below average. Um, needs more experience in the out in the outfield simply because he didn't necessarily um, work out in the infield, so he's a late move to the outfield. But give him some time to defensively adjust and show that some of what he's learned is going to stick. And I think he's a guy. He might be an unexpected late year call up. I mean, I'm, I've been really impressed with what he's done. Uh, I didn't, i got to be honest, I did not think he would be this good. <laughs> Completely honest, did not think he would be this good. So, pleasantly surprised there. Happy for the Padres. Uh, hope he works out. Just want to see a guy 
Um, kind of worked, especially one of those guys that almost kind of got was was given up on. So want to see him work out. Talking about a guy that was kind of counted out or not even counted at all. Matt Gorski, outfielder for the Pirates. In case you can't tell, I kind of realized partway through, we're just going to make this whole last segment outfielders. Nothing but outfielders. So Matt Gorski, um, he's, he's always had the power. He just had decent speed. Never really had the hit tool that was good enough to, um, to get him onto the list and be able to use the power and the speed. Um, started off in high A this year, 17 home runs in 37 games. So got bumped to double A in 22 games, 286, 356, 615. So on base isn't amazing, but eight home runs, six deals in that time frame. Um, and then on the season right now, tied for the minor league lead with 22 home runs. And he's five steals away from a 2020 season. And it's not even the midpoint of the year yet. Like we're starting to get magic numbers for the for the minor league uh, first half titles, but for the most part, like we're not even halfway through yet, and he's almost at a 2020 season. So Matt Gorski, shout out Matt Gorski, very impressed with what he's done so far, uh, and absolutely love that. An- another guy here, Jonathan Clace, outfielder for the Mariners. Uh, we've known he's fast. We got it. He's a very, very fast player. Was signed in 2018 out of the Dominican for $35,000. And then went to the DSL and promptly hit 300 with 31 stolen bases. Um, but he's been really hurt. Um, he had, he's had multiple hamstring strains, multiple quad strains. Uh, he's kept, he's kept a lot of that speed through the leg injuries, but he's only played like 77 games in three years. So he's just very raw. Uh, but been healthy and in the last um in the last month 310 380 535 eight extra base hits uh stolen 23 bases on the season he's got like a 275 354 450 line uh, but 23 steals already like i said the speed has been there which is good um his 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 Arm is average. I think he's above average as far as like his defense is considered. And then began just randomly picked up switch hitting last year. Just decided, you know what? I'm instead of hitting lefty, I'm gonna hit both. Randomly picked it up. Um, not really a power thing, but again, just uh the speed, the defense, the switch hitting ability. If he can stay healthy, I think he can genuinely contribute in the Seattle system. Obviously, not this year, probably gonna be next year, the year after, but point is absolutely can contribute if he can stay healthy and just really impressed with what he's done so far. Um, not a guy I think we necessarily expected a lot out of, um, especially given the position change and all of that. And then the last guy on this list, I think we're a little bit over on the usual time we like to do for these. Uh, outfielder Dominic Fletcher for the Diamondbacks. I know there's been a lot of uh, outfielders we've talked about. Out Thomas is in MLB right now. Corbin Carroll. Uh, has been incredibly hot all year. He's number one prospect for a reason. I want to get somebody a little bit lower. So, um, in AAA right now, in Reno with the Aces, uh, last 26 games, 363, 438, 588. Um, just, I mean, he's the younger brother of David Fletcher, the Angels um, guy, but... Went to college, 2019 second rounder out of Arkansas. Was a great center fielder there. Um, 
Struggled last year with the aggressive assignment to double A, but rebounded so far. And it, like I said, is in triple A right now and is killing it. Um, speed's not amazing. It's, it's fringe to average, but I think it's something where he can be an everyday player as long as, and this, this was the question. This was strike zone discipline. Can he stay in the swing? Can he recognize spin out of the hand? And can he keep up with Velo? And he's done all of that. I mean, OPS of 1,000 at age 24 in AAA, but OPS of 1,000, somebody where gives, I think he's going to give Arizona another outfield option. And obviously you've got Alec Thomas, you've got Dalton Varsho, who's spending time behind the plate. Pavin Smith has played some outfield and first base. You've got multiple options there, but still just something where somebody goes down, somebody gets hurt, uh, or somebody just becomes incredibly ineffective. He's a guy you can bring him up for a spark plug. Again, power is not going to be a big part of his game. He's 5'9", 185. Um, he, can, he can generate some power. He's got 10 home runs this season. But just power is not a huge part of his game. I, you know, I'd say it's probably, it's probably average. Um, but you know, just a good, a good defensive outfielder who can make contact, can get on base, and then when guys are on in front of him, can drive them in. So... A lot of guys who have had some great months, excited to recognize them, want to see, really excited to see what some of these guys look like as they continue to to progress through, get their new assignments and move up in the system. Um, Finishing off the week next, uh, tomorrow with the Farm Friday, and then uh, next week, already have a ton of questions for the mailbag. If you've got questions, I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball, the show's on Twitter at Locked On Farm, or you can email us, LockedOnMLBProspects at gmail.com. But until then... This has been Locked on MLB Prospect. Uh-huh.